Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello Jade, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really good. How are you? I am so excited to have you here. Me too. <laughs> I know that too. this conversation is going to be full of so many juicy spiritual nuggets. I follow your Instagram and they're always like, ooh, like learning things and screenshotting things and saving things from you. Oh, really? I've been learning from you. So that's that's good to hear. <laughs> that's good to hear. I'm really excited that you invited me. Um, I am a Kyra Stan. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really... Yeah, I'm really proud to be here and I'm really happy and excited to be here too. Oh, amazing. Um, where does the pride come from? I'm curious. The proud, I think, I think I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Oh. And just like, since we started, I started with um, like doing sessions with Kyra um, in the beginning of my business journey and just watching you grow and then also watching myself grow and like being in a di- completely different place and meeting you in this place. when I met you originally in a different place it feels I feel really proud I feel really proud yeah that is so warm see I told you everyone like this conversation (laughs) was gonna be different it's gonna be really that's so fun so let's talk about how we met because I actually remember it because it was so specific I Mm. Jasmine from Babes on Waves every now and then she shares a post about doing like what do you call it? Like a, a talent uh, swap ship, Swap, swap something? Talent yeah. swap? Yeah, skill swap, skill swap. There you are. I couldn't think of what she calls it. And I think you had written on that post that you were like a VA, mm-hmm. a virtual assistant. And I was like, like, let's do a session. I'm a mindset confidence coach. Let's do that one session. What were your thoughts after that one session, would you say? I was just taken aback by that first session. And I'm going to tell you why. I've told you this before, but I'll tell your listeners why. Around that time that I started that session, I was just getting out of therapy and um, where I'd put a pause on therapy. And I was looking for something a little different in terms of like just having a support system on my team and just somebody that understood me a little bit further than like traditional therapy does. I actually wrote down what I was looking for in somebody Mm -hmm. to support me. And I wrote down that I wanted a black woman. I wrote down that I wanted somebody who understood like the spiritual side of things and I could talk to about that, understood my business and I can talk to about that. There was several other stipulations. And when I kid you not, it was at least 10 things. I believe um, another one was just somebody who was open and willing to listen and, and just I could feel seen by. I wrote all this down and I actually told a friend about it and they're like, you you think you're being a little bit too specific? And literally the next day I'm at Kyra. (laughs) Um, And I didn't know where the session was going. Like when I started it, I didn't know like what I was signing up for. It was just a skill swap. And like by the end, I just had so much more clarity on everything, on my business goals and like just where there were gaps. Um, So the first call was amazing. Yeah. And I remember working with you, having you as my VA, just on the other side of the job. <laughs> I remember it being yeah. like the most organized period of my business. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I think there are people that are good at organization. I may be good at one of uh, I may be good at a lot of things. Organization, not my strong point. I don't even pretend. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. Totally. And so after that skill swap session, I think we did another one and then you ended up just signing up to a whole package and we've worked together for maybe like 24 weeks I think it ended up being it was Mm -hmm. really long and juicy and in our package you set a 90-day goal and I've been talking a lot about 90-day goals a lot on the podcast a lot on my Instagram do you want to share what yours was yeah so um my 90 my 90-day goal was to make 10k in three months um as a new business owner and yeah we we did that we did yeah that. <laughs> long story short it happened <laughs> so I have totally skipped a bit obviously I know you very well do you want to just tell the listeners mm-hmm. a bit about what your business looked like at that time because I know you've evolved into something totally different and I think mm-hmm. what you've evolved into is so you but do you want to just say what you start what, where you were when you set yeah. that goal yeah so when I started I was offering services as a bookkeeper and virtual assistant uh, myself and now I offer services as a project manager and a owner of a virtual assistant uh, agency Mm, I love that yeah that's a big that's a big growth (laughs) I know from virtual assistant (laughs) to virtual assistant agency owner and project Mm -hmm. manager I think that's the first time I'm saying that out loud. So as I'm thinking about it, that just that's just a big jump. But yeah, I started as a virtual assistant, or a virtual assistant and bookkeeper, and my goal was to make 10k in in three months. And honestly, at that point in time, and it was, it feels so long ago, but it was not that long ago. It was um, we started together. Less than a year ago, I definitely didn't think I could make... I was like, how could I possibly make 10K? How could I possibly do that? I just don't have that thought anymore. It's that mm. like, that's not even a thing anymore. So um, definitely a transition. Yeah, I love that. So your business is a little bit different to some of the listeners who might be listening in terms mm. of a lot of people who listen sell products, but you were actually selling services and you were mm. charging by the hour at the time. Do you remember how much you were charging when we first... Do you mind sharing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't mind talking money. I love talking money, but I was sharing... Amazing. Um, or I was, I was charging at the time, I was charging $20 an hour. Sure. And one yeah. of the things that we identified would have to happen or you wanted to happen was to raise your prices. And I think it was so interesting, the coaching that we did around your pricing. Now you've since like doubled tripled your hourly rate and people are like okay could you just take me on that journey from when you were like okay I want to make 10k I want to raise my price in order to do this and I'm not sure what was that like mindset journey that you went on to get there in terms of your pricing let me just start by saying um, I was a new business owner when I started with Kyra and like very, very new. So I was really blessed to have you um, in the <laughs> beginning of my business journey. When I started, I was thinking, OK, I'm making a lot, making $20 an hour. This is great. But I know that I could be making more and I didn't know how, but I knew I wanted to be making more and I knew I wanted my life to look a little bit different. And with the tool of money, 
that was going to help me get there. So when I first started, what really helped me like frame, I guess, everything was that 90 day goal um, and setting that I wanted to make 10K. The goal sounds very simple, but there's like a lot of just, I guess, limiting beliefs. There's a lot of like hesitation. There was a lot of hesitation on my end. There was a lot of like, why can I do this? Or like, what makes me, what makes me somebody that can charge this a much amount of money, you know? So I think it started with like understanding, like, why did I think I couldn't charge higher? When we first started, we kind of mapped out, like, what would it take for me to take make $10,000 a month? In very simple, very plain terms, what would it take for me to get to this goal? We realized that I had to raise my prices. And there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I had to raise my prices. I had to get higher ticket clients. And it sounded really easy. And I thought it would be really easy, but it wasn't. It wasn't at all because I, I realized that I, for some reason, thought that I wasn't worth that much amount of money. I think I started with, we were like, oh, we're going to charge $35 an hour now. I'm like, $35 an hour for an assistant? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, $35 an hour for an assistant. Yeah, so we started working, um, uh, number one, on like raising my prices. And as I was going through raising my, as I was like practicing raising my prices is where I noticed so much hesitation on my end in terms of like, I would get on a meeting. Like I remember my very first meeting after we decided that I was going to raise my prices. And when I got on the call, like I really wanted to say a lower price because I just, I realized later on that I just really didn't believe that I was worth higher than like what my original price was. Mm -hmm. But I actually wrote down, uh, and I have the notebook here that I wrote it down on where I was like, charge $35 an hour. Do not leave the table charging less. And I had to put that down like in front of me while I was on a meeting. And when I, after I did it, after I continuously that time and like maybe a couple other times because it takes practice, um, like getting comfortable saying my rate and letting people react, it be- it became a lot easier. I do think like when I first started, there was also a, a big lack of confidence. But when I realized how clear and how impersonal my goals were, mm. and what I mean by impersonal is like one thing that you've taught me and it really had to marinate for a while is like my goals aren't personal. They're not personal. They're not about anybody else. They're about me. And there's so many pieces that are going to go into making that goal happen and charging $20 an hour doesn't align with my goal of making 10k in in 90 days I there's no way I can possibly do that if I am charging $20 an hour it's not personal it's not about anybody else or anybody else's emotions once I kind of detached myself from the way that other people were going to react to my pricing and the way that like anybody else like the outside was operating and more so focused on, I have this goal. I know what I need to do to do it. Things got a lot easier. Things got a lot easier. Definitely wasn't easy on the journey. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it is easy now, but having such a clear line and like removing those limiting beliefs, like sped up my process of getting to my goal so much. Like, I, I mean, I made my goal in, I think, two and a half months, I believe. And now I'm charging $50 an hour. Yeah, I love that. That's, and yeah, that's crazy to me. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. And I think when you were speaking, you touched on something which is so important. And I've been thinking about this a lot. The idea that your goals are impersonal. It's not about anybody else's feelings. It's not about even your own feelings in terms of your limiting beliefs and your worth. 
And it's almost yeah. like when we start and set goals, it's all tangled up, like our worth, what other people will think and upsetting other people. It's all tangled up with our goals. And it's like, once you remove that, what people think, what your that afraid part of your brain even thinks, then your goals become so much more easier. You're not carrying all this baggage on your shoulders and you have this energy that you can throw towards that goal line and getting towards that goal line. Absolutely. I'm just wondering when you were in that place of thinking of raising your prices, what were your hesitations and your fears of what other people would say or think? I thought that people would think that I'm not qualified to charge what I was charging. I also thought that I wasn't good enough to charge what I was charging. Before 2021, I was making $15 an hour. So even at the $20 an hour mark, I was like, hmm. And with the loads loads of experience, I still thought I wasn't charged or I still didn't think I was able to charge more. Can I pause you and ask you, in raising your prices, did you go and get any more experience? <laughs> in raising my prices, no. I just, I got, I got experience <laughs> through... <laughs> Uh, no no like I I had enough experience to do my job and do it and do it well you know and you get experience you also get experience on the job like while you're working you can get paid yeah totally Um, (laughs) I think I had a lot of like negative or I guess I shouldn't say negative but like limiting beliefs around just how much I'm worth and how much my time is worth um that was a big one for me and I remember like the call that I said I was sitting and I had to write down um, my price. I literally, I've, I never spoke to this lady before. She didn't know my prices at all. So it's not like there was like a baseline of like how much I was charging, but I was so nervous on the call and I said my new rate and she was like, okay, anyways, and moved about the call. And I was just so shocked and I was sweating the whole time. I was sweating the whole time. I was, I was so shocked. And this lady was just so relaxed and it just showed me how much my limiting beliefs were holding me back. Yeah, totally. I think it's so interesting because when we think about pricing, we think that people will think about the price, our price, the way that we think about our price. So mm-hmm. maybe at the time you wouldn't have hired someone for $35 an hour, but it's like your customer like wants the skills that you have. And it's like, especially for a virtual assistant and for anyone who's never hired a virtual assistant before, it's essentially like having like a digital assistant. They're helping you with your emails, admin. Really, they can help you with anything that you can think of. Like Jade was helping me with my podcast, Instagram graphics and things like that. And so from somebody who's used an assistant before, like I can't tell you like the mental load, like that... Mm -hmm the pressure that someone can take off you that is kind of like priceless but when you're thinking about setting your price you don't think like that you don't think like oh this is going to impact their business in xyz ways you think who am I to do this why am I doing this this is crazy (laughs) yeah I will say like one thing that you've told me that like really stuck with me and I was thinking about this on the meeting is like you said something along the lines of basically get out of your customer's wallet like they, what they're what they can pay or what they cannot pay is none of your business. Get out of their wallet. Focus on yourself. And it put in perspective to me that like I was so focused on like how much my customer couldn't pay that I didn't really think about how much like 
they possibly could pay and like what they can pay is none of my business you know it's, it's it has nothing to do with me and my prices are my prices and you really stuck this is what really helped me get through like the logistics side of things is you really stuck me into your goals are impersonal you know your goals are impersonal it has nothing to do with anybody else whether or not you're you're the client that you're speaking to right now doesn't if they don't have the money somebody else will somebody else will and um that really stuck with me it's so interesting that you bring up that point because I was on a call recently with another client and she was saying, oh, like I'm a, like my product is 400 pounds mm-hmm. and I'm afraid that people can't afford it. And um, she was like, I'm afraid that people don't have the money. And I said, OK, like mm-hmm. how much money do I have in my bank account right now? And she was like, I have no idea. And I was like, right, there's no I there's no way you could tell yeah. how much money is in my bank account. And I think that we forget that as business owners, like we like it's none of your business, really. What's in my bank account It's all your business is to show up, to sell, to like create the best product that you can and to trust that every time you post, like even if nobody sees that post, even if no one responds, that people are becoming customers, they're thinking about you and that they're just about to buy. Like that's your job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was that was really hard for me. to. I think that was probably one of the hardest things along my goal to do in terms of changing my prices, because I was like, nobody can afford you and or nobody can afford me. And I, I specifically serve black and brown people. So I was kind of concerned about like, oh, maybe my target audience, maybe they might be lower income. But after that little negative thought went away or limiting belief went away, I just started attracting um, the people that could afford me. Um, I was getting on calls. I, sometimes I would get on calls with people that, um, maybe couldn't afford my services, but to be honest, once that limiting belief went away, it really didn't happen that often. I wish I could say that it did, but it, it really didn't. (laughs) I, I, I kept getting people that, that could definitely pay my prices and it just made me realize that I was making that shit up in my head. I don't know if we can curse on here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, I just realized I was making that up that people couldn't afford me because I haven't really had a problem with people that that couldn't after I changed my prices. I would love to talk about how you sort of generated interest in your products, because I feel like as a coach watching your journey, I feel like you had... (laughs) just an ease and resourcefulness about this. Mm-hmm. Like when I said, hey, you can just go and create clients. You really believed it and you came to session and you were like, oh, I've got yeah. another call. I've got another call. I've got another call. So do you mind just sharing sort of like what kind of things you did when you were like, okay, I want to hit this goal. I'm going to take some action now. Yeah. So uh, let me preface by saying there's something that you said to me. You said... And I've heard this elsewhere before as well, but I think the saying goes, to get something you've never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, that entered my brain cells. It entered all of my brain cells. And it really stuck with me because I remember when I first came to you, I did not have the most confidence. And literally I left and I came back like maybe the next day or the next session, yeah. whatever it happens to be. And I was like, I got a client. So when I, that saying for some reason really stuck with me. From there, once I believed that, I just started doing a lot of random shit to get clients or like just random things or things that I wouldn't normally do. I was reaching out to people. I was connecting with people. I was going to random events. I was going like anything I could do to connect with people to get me closer to my goal. I was like, perfect. I'm doing that. Other than 
doing random stuff. I like would, I would meditate a lot. Um, around the time that we were in coaching, I would meditate a lot on what my goal was so that I had like a clear, I guess, path. I don't know if it's path or maybe it's, maybe it's just a clarity or more confidence in myself, but I would, I'm, I found myself meditating a lot on what I wanted um, and what I visualized myself having. I did a lot of visualization practices. Um, like I said, I was talking to a lot of people and I'm an introvert before this year. I definitely was not talking to as many people or connecting with as many people, but I was like, okay, I have this goal and somehow I have to get it out there. So let me just try doing a bunch of things I never ha- I've never done before. I was writing a lot. And I guess as I'm talking, I'm realizing I did a lot of like visualization practices through writing, through meditating. I love that because it's like, yes, take action and do stuff in the world, but also come back to the writing and the journaling and the visualization. I can't stress enough how important that part is for Mm -hmm. anyone who's listening and who's doing actions and taking actions and you're wondering why you're not getting the results. It's probably in the mind, guaranteed it's in the mindset and how you're thinking. So make sure you're writing and visualizing to into an alignment with your goal yeah another thing that i do want to mention is and i believe this is also in the the 90 day journal too but i did realize through working with you that i was spending a lot of time not doing things that were going to get me like to my closer to my goal for example like there was an exercise that i remember we did and like it was just write out everything you do for your day okay and how is this getting me closer to my goal and i realized a lot of the things that i was doing like Things that weren't literally sending proposals were or making ass were not getting me where I needed to go. So I, I think I was spending a lot of time doing busy work and not doing what I would actually need to get done to get to my goal. Maybe because I think now that I'm looking back, I think a lot of it was I was just scared. But like I would be like, oh, I'm going to post on Instagram a million times a day and I'm going to do a million emails and, da, 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 da. and like that stuff helps to like only a certain extent. At the end of the day, like for Michael goal personally I just needed to make ass and Mm, that's so important just for anyone listening when I say make an ask I'm saying like make an offer and I think it's different to marketing like your marketing is like Mm -hmm. you're posting on Instagram but your ask is like hey like do you want to buy this I've got this service I've got this product do you want to buy yes or no are you in yes or no this is the product this is the features this is the benefits that you're going to get are you in yes or no? And it's like, when you look at your- That's the scariest part. Yeah, it's exactly, it's the scariest (laughs) part because in your marketing, you can kind of hide yourself. Oh, the five best tips to get shiny hair, like whatever you're selling. But in your ask, it's so vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there and you have to keep on asking even when nobody signs up or even when nobody buys, you have Mm -hmm. to keep on showing up. So I would love to ask you, what would you say- was the turning point when you realized okay i'm gonna hit my 10k goal and what was that like for you what was the turning point that's a good question i think the turning point point for me was it was around the time that we like wrote out a clear plan it was like what i mentioned when i wrote out all the things that i was doing with Mm -hmm. my time and and what uh like what was useful and what wasn't the turning point was when i started putting more time into the things that I realized were working. So for example, like I said, I made a list of the things that I was doing for a day. I had like five hours on Instagram. I had a couple hours making proposals, things like that. And I started to like 
take the things that were actually giving me a result. So like giving me sending out proposals, I would send out 10 proposals. I might get two back. I started really amplifying the things that were giving me actual money in my pocket back. Um, and I was actually around August that uh, we started doing that. And um, I quickly got results back when I started amplifying those things and really focusing on the things that were actually giving me a return. And I remember like quickly realizing, oh, shit, I'm like halfway through my goal. Mm. At that time, too, I believed that I could get to my goal, too. I truly did believe that I could get to my goal. And when I started my goal, I'm, I did not believe that I could get to my goal. Uh, there was a lot of things that got me to believe in that, of course, with the help of Miss Kyra. <laughs> but like I was so focused and so, so in alignment with my goal. And I was so easily like I was capable of separating myself from my personal self from I don't know if the word is like my personal self from my higher self okay. maybe is what it is. I was I was very I was very aware that I have all these emotions about what my goal is, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do I'm gonna feel scared and do it anyway. Again, just made my goal like a little less personal than it would be and stop letting my emotions get away from achieving what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. Once that like clicked in my brain, it was go time. I love that. <laughs> so I feel like for you, the money was one thing that you generated and the clients was one thing. And now your business has shifted so much. Hmm. What would you say were the byproducts of that goal? So you had the, so when I think about goals, I usually think that, you know, say if we, I don't know, set a book, set a goal to like read 10 books a year, like we can achieve the goal of reading 10 books, but then we might make friends in a book club, or we'll learn how to cook a certain cuisine because we read that book. And there's all these like, unexpected gains that you get from your goal. And I'm wondering when you created that money, what were your unexpected gains? Yeah, uh, first thing that comes to mind is boldness. Mm -hmm. Um, I got real bold. When you start asking for money and big money, you start getting really bold. Um, and also, like, when you start to remove those limiting beliefs, you also get very bold. So by boldness, I mean confidence and the audacity to ask for more and the audacity for want to want for more. I just I feel like I just grew such a strong sense of self and such a strong sense of deserving and such a strong sense of, like, believing that what I want can happen, mm -hmm. that I now feel like I have the audacity to ask for whatever I want. I'm very forward and, and, and confident about asking for what I want now. And I didn't expect that to happen. I also created so many, so many connections, so, so many connections through all of my ass. Some of them didn't work out, but some of them became friends. I'm actually staying with one of my clients oh, nice. uh, slash friend uh, now that uh, started as a client that I got during my 90 day goal. I love that. And now she's my bestie. But yeah, that happened. I moved to New York. Um, I moved to New York. Yeah, that, that also came from my goal. Um, I moved to New York because I was getting a lot of clients um, in New York through my 90 day goal. And I kept getting flying back and forth for projects and things like that. And eventually I just decided to move and I actually landed a job here. Damn. What else happened? Wow. Yeah. This goes back to the confidence thing, but I just, I just feel like I have such a more whole sense of self and I'm just not afraid to ask for things that I want. 
I think that's the biggest thing that came from my goal is I'm I'm not afraid to ask for the things that I want because I know that I deserve them and I can give them. And it's so magical to look back on your timeline and think if you were to tell that past self, that past version of you who just set that 10K, 10K goal, like, hey, you're deserving and worthy. Sometimes when we want something, we're like, yeah, I already believe it. Like, that's not the problem. Or, yes. We don't realize how simple Mm-hmm. and easy it is it always feels like oh I've got to go into a different market I've got to like get a new customer I've got to do all these random things but like yeah. what you're saying is really is now I believe that I'm worthy and now I have this life that I want yeah that part that part I think I think understanding that I'm worthy understanding that I'm worthy of getting the things that I want and worthy of like whatever like I, a big thing for me was understanding that my energy is very valuable and I'm I'm just deserving of, of I'm deserving of 10k in, in three months I'm deserving of 10k a month yes <laughs> I found a lot of self-love through my goal too I found a lot of self-love and like patience with myself through my goal because as you're removing limiting beliefs ain't easy it's not that's where that's your that's where I feel like your support was definitely really helpful but you have to be patient with yourself and like be patient with the fact that you do have limiting beliefs some like people do have limiting beliefs and and sometimes they don't always make sense i found a lot of mine didn't really make sense of like how i got to believe that i wasn't worthy of making 10k a month or yeah just being patient and being nice to myself too that that came with my goal and i feel like i have such a different relationship with how I speak to myself and trusting that I'm capable of doing the things that I want to do and, and trusting that I'm deserving of the things that I want. I'm, I'm a lot nicer to Jade and yeah. a lot more optimistic and open to hearing what she has to say and hearing like what she wants. I love that. Love and respect people. <laughs> this is yeah. the thing that gets your goals. Be to nice work. to yourself. Yes. Literally. It's like, I think so many of our limiting beliefs come, I don't think they come from our, our self-talk, but like I think our limiting beliefs come from experience, trauma, all that good mm. stuff. But like we can like really solidify our limiting beliefs like through our negative self-talk. We try to get some, we try to achieve something, it doesn't work. And then we're like, oh yeah, you're a failure. I told you so. And we just prove to ourselves yes. that we can't do that thing that we want and sometimes the first part of achieving a goal is like removing that self-talk and just mm-hmm. let yourself fail just let yourself fall on the floor without beating yourself up like with it <laughs> yeah yeah I have a question what were sure. like when you were first starting with coaching and I'm sure like it's been a journey for you what were your what what was your negative self-talk saying or and maybe it's not important what she was saying but how did you how did you get over it how did, or how did you how did you shut her up <laughs> uh, still working on that I love mm. it <laughs> but when I first started I think like my biggest limiting thought was who am I to do this and I had this terrible fear that people in my past industry would be like she's not a coach kind of like talk down on me in a way so for those who are new year I I used to work as a fashion stylist and a fashion assistant and I think being an assistant 
it almost became my identity. I al- I always felt second to someone. And when I was on a styling job, someone might ask me a question and I might defer that answer to somebody else. I'd say, oh, mm. XYZ person said this, or, oh, I'm going to go and ask XYZ person. I was the most amazing assistant. If you asked me to do something, boom, it would be done. And largely I built my styling business through referrals. Like people would just say, oh, I've, I've worked with this amazing person and they'd pass my name along. So, but when it came to coaching, there was no one else to defer answers to. And I wasn't hiding behind anyone else. It was me. And my biggest fear was that I was always meant to be an assistant and I wasn't meant to be a leader. I wasn't meant to have the answers and that I wouldn't have the answers. And so my self-talk sounded a lot like, who are you to do this? You're chatting shit. (laughs) No one believes in manifestation. It's like hokey pokey. It's not real. Um, You know, someone's going to like comment something nasty. They're going to say you can't do it. And I'm not going to lie. Like some people actually did like fully, like some people actually said, like, I don't believe what you're saying. Uh, what else is like people said like oh no you shouldn't post things like that like people did actually react like that and I actually feel like hearing them say the things that I was so afraid of was the most liberating thing that ever happened to me in that moment I didn't die when they said that I caused me pain but I didn't care so much because I had an audience of people who were growing so it's kind of I've got this one person versus audience that I was like like you're kind of outnumbered and also because my fear happened I could stop walking around fearing it Mm, I feel that you know what I mean like I could stop walking around with this like fear at the back of my mind and I could it was just so liberating so I would say that going from assistant to leader lead coach like that's what I call myself lead coach and CEO Mm. definitely that was the a very big jump and then like making my first bit of money in my business yeah that's the best (laughs) I've ever had to make yeah that's (laughs) the best it's so funny that you say that because I I I don't know that Kyra I don't know assistant Kyra I know authoritative Kyra I know leader Kyra I know coach Kyra Ah. um I love that yeah and that's that's interesting how how um I'm just I don't know I I don't see you as somebody that has limiting beliefs but of course I feel like everybody probably has them but in my world you're just like you're just I don't know coach Kyra yeah I certainly do have for like my much larger (laughs) goals my 10-year goals for example I want to own a penthouse I have hella limiting beliefs about (laughs) that penthouse like happening now but I'm working on it with love taking that like you know every step at a time and to be honest like I would say for sure and maybe you feel this now like my relationship with limiting beliefs when they come up is so different yeah it is it is past me would like have a limiting belief and I wouldn't even know it was a limiting belief I would just be like no one wants to pay for coaching like that is the truth like no one across the land all the people no one wants to buy coaching ever but now I can see I can see a thought that's a bit janky and be like oh it's interesting why I think that like Mm. I really do feel it like I can feel that I believe that thought but at the same time I also know okay this is gonna pass I know how to do this 
let's get to work. Yeah, that definitely happened for me too once I, um, like with my 10K goal as well, because I, I think throughout our thing, we worked a lot on just thought practice and 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 deciding your thoughts and choosing your thoughts and things like that. And through that, um, I just have so much more control of my thoughts. So when something pops up that's funky, I know it's funky. I'm like, mm, that don't sound right, but I'm gonna let it rock. And like, <laughs> just I, I now view my like, when I have a weird thought about myself or about my goal, it's less of this is what it is and more so yeah. this is what I think right now, but there's room. There's room for that to change. Yeah, totally. So I'm curious to know, you're a project manager now and you're a virtual assistant agency owner. Can you tell us about your business and about your life now? Because that is such an upgrade. I love it. Yeah, it is an upgrade. Um, <laughs> so uh, I identify by trade as a project manager and owner of a virtual assistant agency that provides virtual assistance to black and brown creatives of um, black and brown creatives. And it's called Brown Door. Um, as of right now, I just moved to New York two weeks ago um for one of my creative project management jobs that I'm doing um working at somewhere good which is really exciting it's a um a social media platform that's coming out um amazing right now which I I and I also recently just quit one of my uh, my my last nine to five that I had so I'm working like full-time freelance oh brilliant yeah um, oh amazing yeah that's another thing full-time freelance full-time fr- freelance yeah what else is going on? My life right now, I don't have an alarm. I don't wake up. I wake up when I want to wake up. It's typically around 830. I'm telling myself what to do, which looks really good. And um, in terms of business, like I'm working on a lot of creative projects that I really enjoy and then things that align with me. Um, I guess thing, I should tell you all about things that align with me so you, you can hit me up. But <laughs> things that align with me um, are um, black and brown community driven projects. And I really like through my work connecting with black and brown people that are also just looking to connect and create community. That's been a big part of my life as of right now. It's so fun to hear you say that because I feel like that's your work, but I feel like that's also your life. Mm -hmm. Like you're living with you're staying with one of your clients who is now in your best friend. Like you are queen of community like that's what you love and like that's what you do for a job and it's so beautiful to hear you say like you you wake up without an alarm you tell yourself what to do mm. you're doing creative projects like that is every creative dream yeah. and you're just like casually living it I am <laughs> I am I'm not it's not easy but I'm definitely living the way that I want to live right now I will say that what would you say to anyone who is considering signing up to coaching they've got some hesitations limiting beliefs would it work for them being someone going through that journey what would you say I think it's really important to invest in yourself and I also think it's really important to have an outsider help you in that and just listen to the way that your brain works a little bit so that you can get another perspective. Having Cairo was such a fresh perspective for me that I didn't realize that I needed. I think if you're considering coaching, like just do it, just do it. I know that might be blanket advice, but I, I genuinely believe like you were such like a pivotal part in my growth and my journey and just removing 
negative beliefs or limiting beliefs and just really believing that I could do this shit because I can do this shit. But you really helped me believe that I could do this shit. You know, I'm making $50 an hour right now. And I started the year making $15 an hour. I think I also had negative or limiting. I keep saying negative, but limiting beliefs when I first started with Kyra. And you actually talked through them with me um, before I started coaching. Um, which felt really nice too. So if you're thinking about getting coaching, definitely reach out. Talk through the limiting beliefs with Kyra. Just start. Just start. Uh, this it it really fast tracked my business. And it's so true what you say. Like you don't have to come like like limiting belief free. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can come with your worries. Like, hey, Kyra, I'm thinking about doing this, but I don't think it will work. Like, let's have a chat about it because. There's lots of nuggets in that brain. That's what I've decided. Like I find brains like so fascinating. And yeah. if there's a limiting belief on there, I will find it. And- she gonna find it. <laughs> what, one, yeah. One thing I do want to mention too is I noticed like when talking with you, um, everything is a conversation. I feel like everything is on the table. Mm. Um, and I also feel like our relationship was definitely a relationship where we co- we just, you like coached me, but you were just such an integral part of my life. So I think talking with you first definitely f- helped me figure out, hey, are you a good fit for me? And am I a good fit for you? And you were an amazing fit for me. So yeah, hit her up, y'all. Hey, I love that. Thank you so much, Jade. Um, is You're there welcome. any last bits of wisdom or nuggets that you want to share? Yeah, I will repeat again. To get something you've never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. <laughs> I just this um, for anyone who can't see me, which is everyone other than Jade. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Uh, try to love on yourself as much as possible. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Definitely get a little help from Kyra to do it. But whatever you want to do, you can do it. Amazing. How can people find you if they're interested in reaching out and working with your services? Yeah, of course. So um, my business Instagram is um, the Brown Door dot co um you can also find me i'm sorry my business instagram is actually browndoor.co you can also find um, our website at thebrowndoor.co and my personal instagram is better.jade and do follow them i think no i follow both and i love that mm. you you're like such a spiritual person so you need to yeah. go fall in love with like, <laughs> spirituality and then go work with jade get some va and project management exactly. support <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do both, do both. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining and thank you everyone for listening. I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you're gonna wanna get in touch to Coach With Me one-on-one. We take all of these concepts and materials, apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level. Join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level. That's www.kyramatthews, K-I-R-A, matthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.